All right, we are getting set for another episode of the Georgia Podcast. Rich Casanova alongside Artie Rudiman, or as we like to call Artio. And uh, Artie, we have a great guest uh, coming up here uh, for the um, Georgia Podcast. And a um, before we ro- roll the intro, it's a member of the uh, Alfredo Chamber of Commerce, right? That is correct. All right, so let's get ready for this next episode. Welcome to the Georgia Podcast, featuring the who's who and what's new in Georgia. Made possible in part by Global Podcast Studios, offering podcast studio rentals, production, and distribution. Visit globalpodcaststudios.com. And by our friends at Serendipity Labs, co-working, private offices, and more. True inspiration at work. Learn more at serendipitylabs.com. Now join Rich Casanova, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta and worldwide across the PBC syndicated networks. All right, all right. We're set for another episode of the Georgia Podcast here from our Alfreda studio. And uh, we got a kind of new reboot in here. You got to come by and uh, visit, take a look. But uh, Artie Rudiman here is sitting in, um, our local guy from Alfreda. Uh, Artie, we got a great guest here speaking of the Alfreda. We have Alfreda Chamber of Commerce. Uh, I think you all met. Probably at a networking event or a wine tasting or I don't know what the occasion was. but uh. Well, actually, we met at the uh, Alpharetta Chamber of, of Commerce. And Cheryl Heil is not just – It's a Sherry. I can't believe I did that, folks. <laughs> For the last half hour, I've been practicing Sherry. Sherry Heil. <laughs> Say it with me. Sherry Heil. Okay, good to go. <laughs> is not just a member of the Alpharetta Chamber of Commerce – Sherry is an ambassador of the Alpharetta Chamber of Ooh, Commerce. congratulations. And that, that was a new uh, revelation, right? Uh, yes, I was just asked to be an ambassador last week during one of the Wednesdays when I had a couple of glasses of wine. Well, congratulations on that. The crowd goes wild or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and, and just for the moment for our listeners, what are the duties of an ambassador of the Chamber, in particular Alpharetta Chamber? welcoming committee and make sure that our members know everything that they could get out of the chamber, how to make the most of it, and give us feedback of how we could be of more benefit to their business. Why, thank you for that. And anyone interested is to look up the Alpharetta Chamber of Commerce online. But let's get back to you and introduce you in a more proper way, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry is a marketing professional with 10 years of experience. She helps business leaders when they have limited budgets She uh, prioritizes where they should spend their sales and marketing budget to obtain the best results, which is difficult to do when you have a limited budget, right? I would know. I've uh, had limited budgets many times in my (laughs) life. (laughs) She founded Amplified Concepts and has expertise in strategy development and project management combined with her relationships with some of the smartest freelancers in the digital world to deliver customized solutions and deep expertise to client projects. And maybe you could expound upon that for us. Absolutely. um, I think I need to update that bio. It's been a little bit more than 10 years that I've been in marketing, and I started out in sales, oh, maybe a couple of decades ago. 
Um, so sales and marketing experience throughout the years, working on with clients, was a freelancer starting in 2005. I was actually the second person in Metro Atlanta um, selling social media. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. And it wasn't even called social media at the time. It was called Web 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Does Facebook know about this? Yeah. <laughs> well, Facebook wasn't even open to the public when I started. Oh, my it was gosh. blogs, wikis, MySpace, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. Friendster, Friendster, yeah. Yeah, those types of things. How old are we? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, But after freelancing for quite a while, I um, ended up acquiring a small agency. We had some international clients, uh, large clients. We did some award-winning projects. Um, I really got to know a lot more about how agencies work and took that experience of, of that operational knowledge and decided freelancers needed that agency resources at times to better serve their clients. So Amplified Concepts is basically an agency on demand for freelancers. I'm not just the owner, I'm also a member. So when I'm working with clients on a strategy, on a marketing strategy, we can then implement that strategy with the right talent um, and they have one point of contact. Well, that's interesting. So what you're saying is if I'm a freelance, it's kind of difficult for me to do marketing, networking, land a project, and, and then do all the in-office. Um, so what, when you say agency on demand, mm-hmm. explain that more for us. Um, so if you were a web developer and you're still going to be – you still have to be a salesperson. That's one of the things many people don't quite catch on when they decide to go independent and become a freelancer is congratulations, you're independent. You're also – a salesperson now. (laughs) Um, So you're still a salesperson as a freelancer and you're out trying to get your own clients and you will win a client and that client will love you as that web developer. And that client will start wanting you to do things that are outside of your expertise. Um, You may be a great WordPress developer, but they're going to say, can you do some SEO? Well, SEO is its own in-depth niche expertise. Or they'll say, can you do my social media advertising? Now, that's something that changes weekly. Um, So that's definitely Mm -hmm. its own niche expertise. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of freelancers will say yes when the client starts asking that. And they say, oh, I'm a jack of all trades. That means you're good at none of them. (laughs) Um, Or they'll say no. And then now the client has nowhere to go. So they may end up hiring an agency. And you've, as the web developer, you've lost that client. Or they may say, contact my five friends. Well, now that client has to manage five freelancers. Hopefully, none of them flake on that client. And they're all now vying for that limited budget that the client has. With my model, that web web developer can stay the client owner, give the client everything they need, because we build a team behind that client, um, or behind that freelancer, I should say. So the web developer now has a team to work with. We have over 100 members in our collaborative. If one of them flakes out. That's impressive. Thank you. If one of them flakes out, we can definitely replace that team member. I handle all the billing. I make sure everybody's paid because a freelancer wanted to be independent. They didn't want to be a business owner. So I help take care of some of that business stuff. I help them scope it out because most of the time that freelancer doesn't know how to scope out a larger project. And then we scope it out in such a way that the the client owner is paid for sales. If we need to put a project manager on it, we have the money for a project manager or the client owner could be a project manager. We have enough money to pay everybody their contract rate. I get paid for operations. 
And even scoping it out so that everybody's paid for what they do, we still tend to come in about half the price of what an agency would cost. Wow. That's very impressive. And, um, I mean, so we were talking in depth before we went on the air about this this, this business model. It's very unique. So if, if you're listening to this and you think um, this is similar to something else you've heard about, it's not. And so stay tuned because you really got to uh, – we'll do a deep dive here in a minute of why it's uh, so unique. Um, but let's rewind for a second talk about the benefits um, for – you know, hiring a freelancer because on your site there's an interesting stat that says uh, by 2027, um, freelancing in America will be the it, the majority of the workforce will be freelancers. I mean, it's really this gig economy on steroids, right? It is, and um, the reports done by Freelancer in America, I think, is what the report's titled. Yeah. Um, I know it's partly sponsored by the Freelancers Union, who I'm part of, and I help run the Spark events here in Atlanta. They just came out with a report about two weeks ago that currently 35% of the workforce in America is freelancing. Wow. 28% is doing it as a career choice. The other 7% it's either a side gig yeah. or in between jobs. So 28%, more than a quarter of the workforce has said, I'm done with corporate America. So they've walked away, and that 28% is, so they're full-time freelancers. That is correct. Wow. And uh, that's going to be increasing in the next uh, number of years. So go back to um, – so if I'm a business owner listening to this on the Pro Business Channel and, you know, I have some people already uh, in my organization that can do this or that, what's the advantage of hiring or the benefits of hiring a freelancer? You know, I learned um, what the benefits were a couple of decades ago. <laughs> I, my first career, um, that also plays a role into how this business was built. I was an IT recruiter. Um, and this was in the late 90s, early 2000s, when it was a great time to be an IT recruiter. And we did permanent placement, full-time placement. Um, but what we found was that the best talent were the contractors mm -hmm. because they kept their skills sharp, they had a variety of experience, and they had a reputation to maintain because they had to get the next gig. And they had to have a good story from the last gig to get the next gig. Right. That's the case for pretty much all freelancers now. They have a variety of experience that they could bring to the table and knowledge and consultative um, expertise. Um, they have very sharp skills. They are staying on top of what's new, and they have to be able to have a great case study to get the next gig. So no freelancer should be coming in and clocking in and sitting at a desk right. and waiting for their paycheck to come. So let's talk about the freelancers, so a little bit of your business model. So if I'm a freelancer listening to this or want to uh, do my side hustle or, you know, quit my corporate job, so how would they find you um, and how would they, uh, you know, they join your platform then or is there fees involved or what's, what's the structure there? So it's free to join the platform. Um, my initial um, desire is to improve freelancers' lives mm -hmm. and that includes um, helping them learn how to be a better business person a web designer or a graphic artist, they may be great at their skill right. set, but they might not have that business knowledge. So when they join the platform, they're invited to a peer-to-peer -peer learning group, and we talk about sales and account management and project management. They, we have happy hours. Um, we, you know. <laughs> Sign me up for that one, yeah. <laughs> you should open with that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they pay for their own drinks, but they yeah. are get-togethers and you know things like that um, where we learn from each other. 
I the revenue comes in when a project comes in. Right. So if you bring in a project for Amplified Concepts to manage, we take 15% of that project. Okay. Included with that is me helping them scope out the work, me recruiting the team for them, me handling all the um, invoicing and paying everybody, the business insurance that covers the project. Yeah, you touched about that before we went on the air. So as a freelancer, you're I don't even think that typically uh, business insurance is on their, even on their checklist, would it, right? Most likely not. They yeah. don't need that extra expense right, yeah. in well, their life. <laughs> well, they just don't think that there's going to be occasion that it's going to be needed. So you offer that kind of umbrella, right? Now, you mentioned uh, about a happy hour and so forth. So of the hundred um, that you have on your on uh, part of the organization, so are, are a lot of these local-based or are they other parts of the country or the world? Or where, what's the geography look like? The majority of them are local-based here in Metro Atlanta. Okay. Um, I am starting to expand out through um, the country. I have one freelancer I work with out of Canada. Right. Um, I'm starting to get other people from other countries reaching out to me. I am not really ready to go outside of the country, but I'm very comfortable actually working throughout the nation. The agency that I owned, my, none of my team lived in Atlanta, and yep. neither did my clients. So well, that goes back. That yeah, the gig economy. Yep. So, uh, so Alpharetta, Metro Atlanta, and then, but there's no uh, restrictions on the no. other parts of the country. That's the beauty of freelancing, right? Right. Well, the the writer I'm working with, who does a fabulous job on the client work and lives in Canada, I didn't even realize she lived in Canada until it came time to pay her, oh, wow. <laughs> and I had to figure out how to pay her. <laughs> yeah, the, the currency conversion. But the, I mean, the beauty of this is if you're starting here as your hub and then expand out, the beauty is um, I think it's kind of unique for freelancers to be on a platform as opposed to some of these other ones that are just Internet-based and you don't even know where they're headquartered, and they can actually meet and network and connect and you know have a drink or have coffee and um, – and even build their team because then they meet that person in person and they find out, well, uh, Artie seems like a pretty upstanding kind of guy. And he does, you know, he, I've heard about his services for SEO. Maybe I should, when my next client uh, needs SEO, that's who I'm going to use on my team. The majority of our projects don't even get to go out as a job request uh-huh. um, to the team because people already know who they want to have on their team and they're running it through me to have that extra support. So, yeah, a lot of times it's, hey, I need um, Jason as my web developer and I want Marlene as my SEO person right. and Amelia as my writer. But um, do you help navigate some of that or they just go on there and they look at the other member profiles and figure out what's the best fit and then they do they then uh, communicate, I guess, with that member and say, um, can you do... I know you do uh, web development. Can you do WordPress? Can you do Wix? Can you do the other sites? So right now the the platform is Scotch taped together. <laughs> um, what you're describing is what I would like to build within the next 18 months or so, okay. but it's going to require some investment. So as of right now, what happens is when people fill in to join, they tell me what their skill set is on a very high level, like right. I do web web design. Right. And um, when a web design project comes in, we scope it out, we say what it pays, and then I send out um, the job request to everybody who says they have that skill set. Oh, okay. And then they respond with their answers of why they're the best fit and links to their portfolio. Okay. And then whoever the account owner chooses the team from there. Well, that makes sense. Unless they don't already know who they want. Yeah, so if I have have a client, um, I'm a freelancer, and I have client my client Pam, and she needs, um, uh, you know, lead generation. Then I just kind of post that on a bulletin board kind of thing, uh, or on the site, and then people will respond that I can. Ra- they raise their hand and say they can do that. Um, 
as of right now, what you would do is you would contact me yeah, so okay, I yeah. can scope it out properly. Yeah. Um, we want to make sure that we're making sure everybody's so, paid appropriately. So you're the matchmaker. Right now, I'm <laughs> I'm the matchmaker, and then it goes out via email for people to respond, and then there's a spreadsheet of those responses that we go through. And it's all through a marketing automation tool that we use. Okay. So really, you have two clients. You have what we all know as a prospect and a client, which could be a business that wants marketing, right? And also there's the individual freelancer that you're reaching out for because you're providing them a very real service. Right. So to clarify that a little bit more, that's why I say I'm the owner of Amplified Concepts, but I'm also a member. Um, and I do have two distinct websites as well um, to, for that. So there's the SherryHeil.com website, which is me as a marketing strategist. Um, and the member, and then the Amplified Concepts um, website, which is for the freelancer. Right. So with Amplified Concepts, the actual client there is the freelancer. Exactly. If somebody, mm -hmm. if, I, if business came through Amplified Concepts and said, hey, I need to hire a freelancer, they're going to get me as their um, member. Point of contact, yeah. Point of contact, member point of contact, yes. Um, and we do have on the Amplified Concepts, why hire us? Because what I would love to have is when that freelancer tells a client, hey, yes, I can take care of this for you because I'm a member of Amplified Concepts. What's the client going to do? Say, who's Amplified Concepts, right? Right, yeah. So they are able to see, oh, this is the benefits of working with a freelancer who's a member of, a, of Amplified Concepts. And that's the why the why hire us is there. And then, of course, there's a contact form just in case they don't have a member contact. And they'll get me initially if they reach out there. Because it's more akin to like the co-op kind of uh, model, right? Yes. Yeah, so um, when I first came up with the idea and I mentioned it to my business partner at the time who was my partner with the agency, I said, why don't we make this a co-op? And yeah. he's like, oh, that's a brilliant idea. Right, yeah. And then I looked at all the legal and taxes yeah. that you had to do to have a co-op and said, it's a collaboration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we created the Podcasters Co-op was the original model. And then when we got a little bit th you know, into the weeds and realized similar things, but also the perception was the members were like vested in it, right? Mm -hmm. And they felt, you know, you create this ownership kind of uh, uh, perception and it's not, right? So, um, I mean, the co-op is a great idea, but... Okay, so uh, we're talking to uh, Sherry Heil. Uh, she's here uh, representing herself as a consultant. You're so the, the hat you wear as a freelancer is your sales marketing consultant, business coach. Talk a little bit about that. Um, as I mentioned, I started in sales, and I think when I was two, um, but <laughs> career-wise, in the late '90s, um, starting out as a IT recruiter and. I was always a top salesperson, but my um, education was in marketing, and that's really where I wanted to be. And so in 2005, I decided if I could sell for other people, I could sell for myself. Yeah. And that's when I became the, the marketing or the social media freelancer at the time. Um, just as I've helped people through the changes that happen in marketing, it really turned into a lot of business consulting, especially for small businesses. So I do some business consulting of how to structure or position businesses. Um, and then I call myself an accidental coach in that I started, when I became su successful as a freelancer, people would say, hey, can I buy you a coffee or can I buy you lunch to oh, yeah. your brain? <laughs> and I always say yes to that. I'm not one of those people who thinks my brain is too expensive. But it always ended up they needed more than a lunch. And yeah. so we mm -hmm. had to... 
figure out a way, uh, some sort of a coaching model to help some people through some of the issues they had. And that insights what led to a lot of the things that built into Amplified Concepts. Yeah. I noticed uh, on the bio you specifically mentioned small businesses, but having almost 100 or 100 and more uh, associates associated with your business, I imagine that some projects come in for midsize or maybe even a division of a large uh, company. Can you handle that? We could. I probably wouldn't want to at this point. Um, It's mostly small businesses that hire freelancers because they're looking at the cost savings and they don't need the headcount on their staff. And so that's why our target market's the small business. Um, Once it gets a little bit larger, there's a lot more expense to managing it. And I just don't want the overhead Mm -hmm. of managing a much larger project. Really, a $10,000 a month project is the biggest I would take That's just what I was going to ask you, if there's a a minimum maximum that you work on. There's really not much of a minimum what i would say as a minimum is i don't want you to spend money that is not going to get you results mm-hmm. so if you're spending something like oh i have two hundred dollars to spend well you might as well burn that or just give it to me and i'll spend <laughs> it you know <laughs> on some clothes or something because it's not going to bring you results so depending on their strategy or what their goals are or what they need are um need is the minimum is what's going to get you results that makes it worth you spending that money, and the maximum would be about $10,000. Well, as a business strategist, which is, I think, your main lane, right, mm-hmm. from what I understand? Correct. Okay, so let, let's say I'm, I'm a, a prospect, and take me through how we would you would talk to me and, and walk me down. Sure. Um, one of the biggest things, especially with small businesses, is getting them out of their own head. Um, and everybody's guilty of this, including myself, is that you're um, spending so much time figuring out what your business is and what your products are and what, you know, your solutions are and how I'm going to run all of this that it's really hard to get out of your head and into your client's head or your customer's head or your prospect's head. So I run a workshop called The Rat in the Kitchen. The rat in the kitchen. The rat in the, it's, it's tangible, right? You know, yeah, you exactly, see yeah. it when I say that, <laughs> right, don't yeah. you? Yeah. So imagine if you woke up this morning and there was a rat in the kitchen, you would know four things. You would know you have a problem. You would know there's urgency around that problem. You would know you have some severe emotions around that mm. problem. Right. And you would have some values around that problem, like am I going to get rid of it humanely? Am I going to use poison? Am I going to use Who am traps? I going to call? Do I call somebody to You're take not care even of it? at, well, yeah, it, there's that too. Am I going to try to do it, be a do-it-yourself or call someone? So yeah. I would say that's even the fifth thing. A right? rat removal <laughs> freelancer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, th- and then you go through. <laughs> <laughs> you just got that little delayed reaction there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking through your site. I don't see a category for this this but go ahead yeah um so it's on the sherryhile.com is where the rat in the kitchen <laughs> you know, workshop because uh, i saw the workshop but i was talking about on um on the uh, Alpha amplified concepts of trying to find a freelancer that does pest control but, <laughs> but i saw your i'm looking at your workshop on here yeah yeah so um what we do is well oftentimes when i ask a client so if i was speaking with artie i would say artie can you say those four things for your client can you tell me their problem, their emotions? Can you tell me when do they know there's a sense of urgency? At what point in the journey do they know that it's urgent to solve that problem? And can you tell me the journey they go through to get that problem solved? Most of my clients, 9 out of 10, look at me and go, no, I can't. I say, great, let's do a three-hour workshop. 
get all those answers where we're going to really identify who your client is, when they know they have the problem, what the implications of that problem is, the different solutions they have available, how they're going to search for those solutions, and that will define your messaging and your marketing mix after we go through that workshop. We could do an assessment of what your current marketing is and what, it, what needs to change there. And then you have a strategy at that point, and you're like, well, Sherry, I don't have the staff for that strategy. And that's where those 100 members mm -hmm. come in. So I'm also looking at your website. Um, I don't want to get too off-tangent here, but um, some of the winning projects, mm -hmm. the Social Influencers Travel Summit. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, talk to me about that. That does look cool. Um, so social media influencing is not new, like a lot of people say it right. is. Um, I actually did my first project, I think, in 2008 with autotrader.com. Um, that's not on there, but that got me into that whole social media influencer marketing. Um, and I also worked doing some social media influencer marketing with ACVB, right. helping them build the ATL Insider. I think that was in 2008 that we did that. Um, and so ACVB was a client of mine off and wow. on through the years, um, the Atlanta Convention Visitors yep. Bureau. And they came to me and said, okay, Sherry, you've been doing some influencer marketing and you've done some conferences. What if we combine the two? Yeah. And what if we brought 50 of the top influencers to Atlanta and gave them a tour of Midtown, which was the first year, and the second year we did it was Buckhead. Wow. And also made a conference where it was a peer-to-peer -peer learning conference. And I was like, I am so in Oh, that's that. awesome. Yeah, that it sounds really cool. It was so much fun. And I, got I didn't to get the call, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on being an influencer, yeah. <laughs> but that was, um, I got to meet and hear some of the most fascinating stories of how these people became influencers and how they were living their life. Yeah, the backstory, because people see them on Instagram and just figure, wow, how did, yeah. you know, they, they're, they're rocking and rolling but there's always the the backstory to that um all right so we're um we're having a great conversation with uh sherry heil she's here uh in our alfredo studio for the on the pro business channel networks on georgia podcast alongside Artie rudiman rich casanova here and uh, we're talking to the founder of amplified concepts and so they can check that out amplifiedconcepts.com and um, you can join as a freelancer for free, join the community. And then also, if you're looking to hire a freelancer, there's a lot of content on here of um, why it's so valuable, the trends that are happening in the industry, and then the, the resources you have. But let's go back to your business model, because we didn't. I don't think we did enough of a deep dive into that, because it took me more than two minutes before we went on the air <laughs> to, to really wrap my head around this. So let's a little roundtable of, like, actually, you, you opened, um, I don't know if we talked, this was at the top of the show, but you mentioned beforehand what you're not. Because right. a lot of people, uh, if, still, if you're hearing this, until you um, have a little bit in-depth conversation, she's not what you think as far as just contracting a freelancer. This whole premise of, we'll talk about first what you're not, and then I want to talk about the team concept of you as a freelancer. At, you basically have 99 other people on your team. A little more now. But yeah, but you said 100, but yeah, give or take. Okay, so talk to you about what you're not. Um, so we're not a marketing agency. Okay. So when I first started building this and coming out of an agency and running an agency, I got a lot of pushback was, well, how are you different than an agency? Because agencies hire freelancers to do the work all, all the time. And actually, agencies are starting to become clients of Amplified Concepts to hire teams of freelancers as well. Um, so they're like, how are you not an agency? And it's because... Really, it's bottom up, not top down. With the agency, you have the um, agency who's just looking to hire people, 
um, the freelancers for the project. With us, we are supporting the freelancer to become an agency on demand, so it's bottom up. So then it became, well, how are you different than freelancer.com? Freelancer.com is just a body shop. You right. have to hire, you know, each end of each freelancer you have individually. To search through there, you have to filter all their services, you, test them, whatever, exactly. and then and then you find you land on a good one, and then you go to the site and they're not listed anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So with us, you're going to have that point of contact um, who you like and have a relationship, and then they have the team that supports them to make sure that you get the work done. So you have one point of contact. You don't have to pay a whole bunch of people you don't have to manage a whole bunch of people um you know and we can make sure that the work gets done for you and then it's the well how are you different than a staffing company i've gotten that a lot and that one was a harder one for me to combat because i do have that staffing background (laughs) but it's you know i'm really it's again it's about being part of the team we're we're building that team we're building that agency on demand that supports the freelancer so there's there's elements of all three in it, but it's none of those three exactly. I think you explained it well. Thank you. Okay, and then um, let's talk about uh, back to your business model. So the premise is um, to kind of define this a little bit. So let's ro- let's run through one last time, and then we have about three more questions. We've got to wrap it up here. But um, so let's run through this model. So Artie contacts me. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm a freelancer on your platform. Okay, and so I go to uh, your website. I go to Amplified Concepts. Join as a, as a free. I, I, I join, create a profile, and so forth. So then, um, then I reach out to Artie. However, we connect, but he becomes my client, right? Mm-hmm. And he he contracts me for SEO. Mm-hmm. Great, that's what I do, right? right? And the next month, he says, uh, "Great, can you do? I don't know if you do uh, Google AdWords or uh, stuff like that." Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he says, "Great, our SEO is cranking. We want to actually invest in some AdWords." And in a typical model. Uh, I would say, no, I don't do AdWords. Mm-hmm. Or I would say, I got a buddy, Bob, that does AdWords. And what happens now is that's great. Maybe Bob uh, pays me a one-time finder's fee, but now Artie starts dealing with Bob and Rich, mm-hmm. right? And not only then, then he reaches about, uh, Bob reaches back to him, hey, uh, Artie, we also do web design. I just lost that business. Yep. And then and then Bob sends them to Ed, and Ed does SEO. I lost that business. So with your model, which is unique, and it, it really takes a minute to kind of wrap your head around it, now Artie becomes my lifetime client. Right. And I have those team members of all the other freelancers on the platform, on your platform, at my disposal. Correct. So it's all white-labeled. Yes. Right? So uh, Artie reaches out to um, richfreelancerglobal.com, you know, my brand. Right. I'm the freelance king guru, and he says, I need SEO. Sorry, Bob and Ed and Susan. Right. All of our new business comes through me, but you do the billing and all the back-end stuff, right? And I help you build that team behind you. Yeah, because you help – so I don't have to do the surfing around and, and figure out if Susan is a good fit or, or Betty's a better fit or Bob, whatever, right? Correct. So uh, I say um, to Sherry, hey, I need – Artie's needing an SEO guy. Done, right? And then uh, – so all of those services, all those freelancer services, whatever Artie needs, graphic design, logo, website, uh, all comes through me. I'm the only I'm the only point of contact, but I have a team of all of your resources behind me, and we don't do. But finish on this. Then there's some type of revenue share as well, right? That's correct. So we have to scope it out so that everybody's getting paid for the work they do. Right. So if I when I ran the agency and I had salespeople, we paid our salespeople. Usually, salespeople are some of the highest paid people in an agency. So Rich, you bring in the business, you should get some yeah. sales commission on that entire business. Right. 
our typical thing is 20% right. of the whole scope of work. Um, one of the things I found as the work grows is we need somebody who's a dedicated project manager. It could still be you, Rich, right. if, if you have that skill set right. and willing to do it. But oftentimes you may say, I don't really want to project manage this, so we'll put a dedicated project manager on it, whether it's you or somebody else. Right. That person gets 15% right. to make sure every all the ducks are on the road. Right, yeah. And then I take 15% for all the operations. Sure. That leaves 50% for the contract work. So we have to scope it out so everybody's getting paid well, but it's still, we're not paying executive pay. Right. We have no rent. We have no electricity. Right. We don't pay for Friday night beer cart. Oh, so man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Done. Let's so wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why, because we don't have all the overhead an agency has. And to the client, it's to, still competitive pricing. To yeah. the client, it's still a competitive pricing. I would argue that any freelancer out there who's billing on their own should without amplified concepts right. should be charging the same rate that we charge because yeah. they are handling the sales, the project management, and the operations yeah. themselves. That's the challenge. I think, Artie, you know, and I talked about that, uh, of uh, businesses uh, pricing their services right because a lot of times they don't price it and don't build in the margin that they need to compensate for all of these moving parts in the business, right? Yes exactly. or yes? Right? It's so, always supply and demand, yeah. and that is if you're busy, you can charge more. <laughs> if you're not... You might charge less. Yeah, and what do you charge? So I know, Artie, you have a couple of uh, I last do. questions. Well, well, first of all, Artie was your client, right? right yeah. And you just scoped <laughs> it out. And I'm just wondering, you know, when do we launch and how much is it costing me? Yeah, well, you're getting excited, I can tell. So, but, but let's talk about some of the questions I might have, and that is, what, what are the challenges that you have that, as the founder yeah, of and growing this business. Amplified? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know that we have enough time for that one. <laughs> I, heard, I, heard, I heard the sigh and the deep breath that answer that question, yeah. Sounded like we opened up. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's another. Um, twofold, and this one actually um, was a big light bulb moment for me. Freelancers are very independent people, myself included. Yeah. And so um, they don't necessarily think, oh, I need to build a team or I should right. rely on my team for this project. So right now... A lot of them are still doing more of the work than they should be doing instead of leveraging the team. And I did this myself last week. I was on a consulting call, and we were talking about social media ads, and I was telling the client why it would be good for them to advertise on Facebook and what the strategy should be, and they just weren't getting it. So yeah. I said, you know what? I'll put the strategy together. I'll lay it out visually for you and send it over. And after I hung up the phone, I was like, I don't have time to do that. And it's been several months since I've been in the back, yeah. back end of the social platform. So there's a learning curve for mm -hmm. me to see what's changed and what hasn't to be able to build this visual out for the client. Right. Then I realized, wait a minute, the client has paid me for this consulting. I have 99 experts, as you said. <laughs> right, exactly. Why yeah. don't I just hire somebody <laughs> to put this together for me? Yeah. Um, so even myself, I forget to lean on my own experts. So, And mm. I know each of my members forget that they have experts to lean on as well. They well, they have that, that mindset of being a maverick or a freelancer. And, um, well, yeah. well, I mean, also, you want to keep as much in the house as you can. So if you feel you could stretch yourself a little bit. But the, but the yin and yang there is you don't scale yourself, right? Exactly. Yeah, you're, trying to, you're trying to do it all. Mm -hmm. You have one more question, I believe? Or, um, yeah. 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 What, what would be next for you? In other words, you put this together. It's gr I mean, and how... How many years did it take to get from one to a hundred, and where do you go next? Um, so I started the first year working really with the freelancers I had a good relationship with to really solidify the model and make sure the model worked. 
Um, the second year was all about growing it to and trying to explain the model to freelancers who yeah. never met me. <laughs> so it's taken two years to get to over a hundred. That's impressive. Yeah, that is. But now it seems to be growing a lot faster. I think I'm at maybe 110 last I checked. Um, but people are really catching on, and it's growing faster. So that's awesome. Um, so what's next? What's do you have a next, scoop for us or whatever? Yeah, yeah, we're so always looking for a scoop. I, I am a member <laughs> at the Atlanta Tech Village, okay. um, which is 85% technology yep, companies yep. and 15% service providers they think of me as a service provider right. i told them after the right. first of the year they should be thinking of me as a tech company huh. um, because i do want to build out that platform as you said where as the freelancer you come in you answer some questions yeah. the scope of work comes out it tells you which um freelancers have be- bandwidth and it's a digital qualified match and basically automate the whole thing nice um well, there's a scoop, so we'll look forward to that. My my expression for you on on that now that you've gotten to a hundred is your business has gained weight. <laughs> no, it's true. No, that, I like that. And, and weight has gravity, and gravity attracts people, their interests, their ideas, and that attracts makes them. Sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. you create that momentum. Mm-hmm. I right? see that now. Yeah. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I like that. So um, I got two last questions. One is a new one I'm going to try on the show. I haven't tried this yet before. So this could be my hook or my angle here. So I'm going to ask you, uh, Sherry Heil, are you a hippie or a hipster? Oh, I'm totally a hippie. Okay, I like it. So it's working, yes. Yeah. So you didn't have to think about it. Like, what was that question? So you're totally a hippie. I like it. You I've, like that I've, question? I brought my family. Our family vacation for four years has been Bonnaroo up in Manchester, oh, Tennessee. Oh, wow. With the tie-dye, the tent <laughs> camping, the whole thing. So are you, are you, are you a hippie or a hipster? Oh, I'm definitely a hipster. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Okay, so uh, so I just tried that for the first time, so that, that could be trending now. Okay, so on a serious note, uh, last question. What does a good day look, for, look like for you in your business? Oh, nobody's calling me. I get to read a book. There's enough <laughs> money in the bank. It's on autopilot, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> I think that's everybody's day, whatever, yeah. Um, but, no, I do love helping um, my members scale their business, and I love seeing the light bulbs go off when I show them this is what scaling a business looks like, and this is what the benefits are. Again, most of our members are not business-minded. They've never been a manager or, or ran the operations of a business, and once they see what they can do and the light bulbs go off, it's just a win-win for everyone. What's well, that adage, and I'll do a spin on it, but it's uh, do what you do best and freelance the rest. Love that. I'm right. going to take that one. <laughs> <laughs> I got to record. It's a dollar fifty, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Artie, uh, little shout out for the chamber. Why don't we wrap it up with uh, y'all's experience with the Alfreda Chamber of Commerce? And one more time, of uh, how would people get in touch with you, uh, Sherry? I, I think you just covered it. Actually, that would be the Alpharetta Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, but like uh, a call to action. Give us our, your best um, sales pitch of why people should join and get involved. And uh, oh, I think it's a wonderful organization. And what's really n- neat, and that's a that's a seasoned word right there, yeah, right? That's a, hip- that's a hipsters and hipsters, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, is is the relationships that you develop. Plus, there's so many uh, what's called significant interest groups yeah. that, that you can join. And what happens in, in those meetings is you really develop meaningful relationships. You know, you could have all these organizations that put you together and you're supposed to uh, maybe be a resource, a referral for each other. But that's really hard to do, heartfelt, if you truly do not know the other person or their competencies. So what the Ch- Alpharetta Chamber allows you to do is, is meet in more intimate settings and 
get to know each other and, and then really support each other. And they help other. kind of orchestrate that, whatever, right? So you don't Absolutely. Uh, yeah, walk in. Mm-hmm. Um, they have multiple events. Uh, every week, matter of fact, they have multiple events happening that you could join and put together. And they feature all of the businesses that part of the chamber. And we all have our mutual membership. So, you know... Business and life is what you put into it, so don't join any organization if you join it and just expect to get a phone call. Reach out to others. Well well said, and that's uh, alfredochamber.com. And um, should we announce that our ribbon-cutting ceremony coming up, or should we not announce it? Oh, I think we just did. Think, yeah, right. <laughs> I think we just did. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. So you guys got your – you're the first person to get the invite. Yeah. you're sitting right here in the studio, so stay tuned for that. Uh, so, again, uh, Sherry, one more time, how would people find you? Um, you could reach me through AmplifiedConcepts.com, which is the freelancer collaborative we've been talking about, or my personal website, SherryHile.com. Um, my email is Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-Y, at AmplifiedConcepts.com. And that's Sherry Howe, not Cheryl. That is correct, <laughs> but I still answer to both. I don't think so, yeah. You can call me Richie if you want to, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so we'll see you next time on the next episode of the uh, Georgia Podcast. Uh, stay tuned for that. On behalf of the Pro Business Channel, we thank you for listening to the Georgia Podcast, featuring the who's who and what's new in Georgia. Made possible in part by Global Podcast Studios, offering podcast studio rentals, production, and distribution. Visit globalpodcaststudios.com. And by our friends at Serendipity Labs, co-working, private offices, and more. True inspiration at work. Learn more at serendipitylabs.com. Join Rich Casanova for the next Georgia podcast and download on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more.